Hey everyone, on this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional, we are celebrating the one-year relaunch of our podcast. Now, this has been a huge year of growth. It's had a big learning curve. We've had favorite moments, favorite episodes, so tune in to hear about those. Also, please remember that this podcast is for you, so if you have comments, suggestions, we'd love to hear them. And with that, cue the music. Why, hello, everyone, and welcome to Orange Juice Optional. I'm Michelle, and I'm here today with Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Hey, Michelle. I'm not even going to ask you how you're feeling because I know you're not feeling very well right now, and I'm so sorry to hear that. I know. I have a little bit of a head cold and had some dental work done this week. So yeah, my body is not (laughs) reacting well to it. Right. And all I can really say is when it rains, it absolutely (laughs) pours. And that has been the experience for the past month. You all will be hearing this episode. Of course, we're recording it a little bit early because we're going to be traveling. But as we've prepared for this trip, it's been nothing but bump after bump after bump in the road. I agree. It has been... That started to lift a little bit, and we'll get into that in a minute, but then it's just like, bam, something else. Yep. Yeah. So it all started back in December when Brazil decided to implement a visa program starting January 10th, and that's the day our cruise was leaving or is scheduled to depart, and we had to jump through a bunch of hoops to try and get that visa. I mean, it's newly implemented. And so far- And it wasn't wasn't going well. It wasn't going well at all. I mean, I think the Brazilian government was jumping through hoops also trying to figure out how do we get all these visas approved for something we just implemented. The cruise lines couldn't help. They were passing it off on just deal with it, do it. And sorry, you know, I know you paid all this money for a cruise, but if it doesn't work out, you'll be staying on the boat. Yep. And Brazil is a good portion of our cruise. It's over half of our cruise. It's advertised as a Brazilian cruise. So right. Yeah, it's been totally crazy. You know, as of yesterday, we're going the gang of six is going four of us had been approved. And you and Jeff were still waiting for your visas. And it was getting very stressful. But then, as I said, what happened, because it had to happen, there would be no other way, Brazil lifted or extended its requirement for a visa. So now it's not being implemented for another 90 days. So it means all of us can get off the ship. Yes. Yes, we can. Yeah, which is awesome. And then, so that was bump number one. Bump number two, I saw you yesterday in Phoenix, and you've had to have some dental work done. And I feel so bad for you, but you still showed up yesterday. Yes, I did. Well, I felt fine, really. I mean, the medication, you know, just Advil and Tylenol, I felt fine. So I was, it's like, no big deal. And then this cold came on. Yeah. It's been a bugger. It has been a pain in the butt to get ready for this cruise. And I still have to finish packing. I know you still have to finish packing. So wish us luck, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I have to start packing. Again, you'll hear this episode about a month after it's recorded. So we'll almost be done with the cruise. Or we should be done with the cruise by the time you hear this episode. But anyhow, 
we'll just move mm-hmm. on from that because what we are celebrating today is that this episode is the beginning of our next year of episodes because we did our relaunch just a year ago. And that's really exciting news that we've been able to think of 50 topics because we've had 50 episodes that we recorded in the last year, plus a trailer, and we're still going. Yes, we are. Sometimes it's hard, though, to to think of topics, but we always get inspired. I think we've done pretty well. I do too. So with that, you know, I have a couple questions about the past year of podcasting and maybe you'd like to go over those. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so here we go with the different questions. Again, we've been podcasting again for a year. We relaunched it on February 7th, I believe, of last year. And we structured this podcast a little bit differently. How do you think that's working out, having the segments? I think it's so much better. We don't always do the segments. If we have a serious topic or topic that can take up the whole time, we do away with our segments. But I think the segments work really well because I think they're good break points in case you can't listen to the whole podcast. And I have loved them also. I like the music in between. It's cheery. It's snappy. It gives us a moment to regroup, refocus. I really like when we start with one thing and then it just kind of builds off that until we conclude. I love that about it. What have you learned this past year while podcasting? Any new lessons for you? Why don't you start with that? And I'll give that a little bit of thought. I have learned that I really enjoy these weekly conversations with you, which I already knew that. But I've also learned that, gosh, it's kind of tough when I have to ask myself the question, but I've just learned to really embrace who I am and be authentic to that. I am not the perfect podcaster. I use a lot of filler words. I try to be mindful of those, but just really embracing who I am, the kookiness of who I am and being authentic to myself. And it's okay because when you try to put on airs or be someone you're not or be perfect, which I so try to be perfect, really strive to be perfect when I'm doing this, but I don't have the perfect podcasting voice and that's okay. And I don't have the perfect vocabulary. That's okay. I'm intelligent. I know my strengths and that's really what I've embraced and learned. How about you? I agree with all that. I don't take as much care in watching my filler words and I just spew it as I think it. (laughs) I don't have, I don't have the filters that you have. But I think we do really enjoy our weekly recording. And yeah, I think I might have to come back to this question. Yeah. And it's something we want to keep building on too. It's not something we're ready to like put aside and say, nope, done with this. We enjoy it that much. And we really hope everyone's enjoying it. We encourage people to send in questions or if you have an idea about something you'd like us to talk about, send it in to us because we're here. We're enjoying our conversations, but we want to hear from you too. So we're throwing that out there right now. Yep, absolutely. Okay, what have you liked this year about podcasting? Is there anything particular that's changed that you're enjoying? Well, I, th- I think it gives me the opportunity to express my opinions about 
a wide variety of topics. And I like that we have the shorter segments. So hopefully I don't get off on my tangents and talk too long, but we can get a lot of information covered in a short amount of time. We can, we go in with a plan and it's all, at least on my end, the things I want to touch on, they're highlighted and I have some notes. So I go in more prepared and I've liked that about this year. Now it's not scripted. I'm not reading, right. you know, everything verbatim, but I have an idea of what we're going to talk about and how we're going to move the episode. And I'm proud of myself for that. And I think it's made a huge difference. Right. And I think it works. Yes. Okay. Here's one. What have you disliked about podcasting this year? I don't know if I can think of anything. How about you? You've loved everything. That's (laughs) (laughs) What have I disliked? I think that, you know, I talked about being authentic to who I am, which is true. And just saying it and accepting I'm not perfect. That's all true. But I think I dislike the fact that I still feel so restrained by the fear of hurting somebody's feelings a fear of being judged. So I stay away from some topics that I really would like to discuss. And that's a shame because I think think we have had people pass judgment on our podcast in the past and that it always, no matter how tough of a skin we have, it always hurts our feelings when someone's something negative. Yeah, that's a big uh, boo. Yeah, yeah. But I think if we take those criticisms and work on improving them, hopefully it makes for a better podcast. I think it will. I'm still going to stay away from politics because that makes me really uncomfortable to talk about and big social issues because that also makes me uncomfortable when I talk about those. So yeah, sometimes I'm just a little too careful and I'd like to work on that in the year to come. And maybe you can be a person who cheerleads me past my hesitation. I can do that because I don't have the hesitation you have. I like to voice my opinion. We do stay away from politics on purpose, but but I do like to voice my opinion. And you do like to stir the pot a little bit. Yes, I do. On occasion. Without a doubt, I do do that. Which makes it fun. So let's see. The next question I wrote down is, what do you feel is the biggest difference recording the podcast this time around? Well, I think, first of all, we shortened its length because a good friend of ours said that the sweet spot for a length for a podcast is the time for a 30-minute workout or commute to work where you can listen to it in the car or you're out on a walk. And so I think I like that we shortened it to hopefully fit into that sweet spot. And I think the segments, like I said, keep me from rambling on, which I tend to do. Yes. And we have very good editors for that to take out some of the rambling ons. Or I feel when I listen to it, something goes on, I'll just shorten it a little bit. Right. So listening and feeling comfortable doing that and knowing that like you're not going to get upset if I shorten it a little or take something out. No. Um, I think the biggest difference really is our attitude. I think before we took the short break, we got a little burned out 
And Mm -hmm. we didn't realize how much we enjoyed doing the podcast until we were a week or two, three, maybe a month out of not doing it. Right. Like our intention was always, always to restart it, but it was going to be like June of last year, but we couldn't handle it. It was February. So I think it's just a renewed energy that that's a big difference. And again, the segments, the different topics, the clever names, although we haven't shared those for a while. True. Uh, You're right. So we're just getting better and better. Yeah, we're growing. I I think we're growing and we're changing and we're morphing and getting more comfortable in our own podcasting skin. Yep, I agree. Okay. What would you like to see happen with this podcast in the future? Are there different segments you would like to implement, different ideas? What, What do you think? I don't have anything specific in mind, but I do think the segment concept works well. I'm always listening and watching for new ideas for segments just to keep our interest, which hopefully keeps our listeners' interest. Exactly. And I really like that a couple of weeks ago, we implemented the social scenarios or what would you do in this situation. I really like right. that segment. And this Christmas, while I was on Facebook, you know, you get a lot of Facebook ads that are what marketed towards you. They listen right. all the time. But I found these wonderful decks. They're called the Delve decks. And there are two editions. One is a venting edition and one is a joy edition. And I think it would be really fun to bring those into every episode, maybe just in the beginning when I gauge your mood and <laughs> you seem a little crabby. I'll give you one from the venting deck. And if you seem really joyful, I'll give you one from the joy deck. And we just answer a question, just a random question, not knowing what it is before going in, just pulling it and seeing what our answers are. I think that would be fun. I think you're right. Do you have your decks handy? We could try one now. Yeah, I do. And okay. maybe well, you want the venting deck. Yeah. The venting one is appropriate for today. Okay. Here you go. Who was the worst teacher you ever had? Oh. And the actual question is, who was the worst teacher you had in school? You might not want to give a name, which I understand, maybe just give it a a grade. But, you know, life, you learn all the time. And so you have other teachers throughout life, maybe an online course. So I'm just going to open it up to the worst teacher. Wow. And I have to give that some thought because. I had to. I don't have oh. to give it much thought. I, I had to. I had a okay. fifth grade teacher who was my first male teacher that I ever had. And he was not a very nice guy. He just was grumpy. I felt he picked on me, made me a little uncomfortable. So my fifth grade teacher, not going to share his name, although I certainly remember it. And then When I was a senior in high school, I had moved during my high school years, so I had to take geometry, and the teacher I had was a pervert. It was a male who was a pervert. Anytime he would come to help me, he would be looking over my shoulder and into my shirt. I never wanted to go to him for help. I never wanted to seek help, and that is the only class I ever failed because I was afraid of the teacher. Luckily, I still got to graduate because I had enough credits, but I 
to this day hate geometry. I don't like that class. I know my mom feels really bad because I didn't tell her about it till afterwards. She's like, I would have done something, but you know, we're high school right. students, so we don't right. want to bring someone in unless it's an emergency. But yeah, True. he was a jerk too. Perfect. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, terrible, and I'm terrible. 52 and I'm remembering what happened to me at 17, 18. Yeah. yeah. And see, and I honestly can't think of any teachers I hated or I disliked or I didn't think were very good. So every class you had was a good class? Well, no, I'm not going to say that. But I always blame myself more than I blame my teacher. Like I took Russian literature one year when I was a junior in high school. And I don't even remember the teacher, but yeah, I got a D in that class because it's like, what am I doing taking Russian literature? It was so wrong. Okay. Well, that's fair. Maybe we'll just leave it at that. And next time I'll pull a better card or maybe towards the end of this episode, if we have time, I'll pull a joyful card. Okay. That sounds good. I think you need a little joy right now. (laughs) A little bit. Okay. What was the favorite episode you recorded this past year? Do you have one that sticks out? Um, good grief. You, these questions are tricky when I haven't given it previous thought. I know I should have sent them to you earlier, but I just wrote them out this morning. But I will go ahead and take this one and then you can okay. like fill in. I okay. really enjoyed our episode on quiet luxury. Oh, I enjoyed yeah. our episode on shopping and packing strategies. I think that's about the time that our social media accounts started to pick up a little bit. I had some direction from Eva, who has been a wonderful addition to the podcast this year. She's helped us out so much and right. doing some of the videos for that. I had a lot of fun with those and I got a lot of positive feedback about those episodes. Um, I have to agree with you. Those were good ones. I also always like the quizzes that you have for any topic because, you know, I love quizzes. Yes. I thought you would say your favorite episode is the What Would Suzanne Do episode because it highlighted your brilliance. (laughs) Well, that was a good one. We'll, We'll have to circle back around to that one, have another one like that. Definitely. The next question I have, maybe you kind of already answered, but when thinking about the podcast, what inspires your ideas of like what you want to share? Well, I'm always listening, you know, whether I'm driving and I have the radio on or as you know, I've the social dilemmas came from Jenna and Hoda on the Today Show because they have that segment and anything that just sparks where I find myself engaging in the conversation, even if I'm part of the conversation. I think, okay, this tells me that this is a good topic because I'm engaging myself to a remote broadcast. Yeah, because you know if you're being engaged by it, other people will be. So we'll just kind of put our own spin to it and then put it out there. I think I have found a lot of inspiration in articles that I get. There are articles I get that are called like inspiring quotes or can't even remember, but they send a lot of great ideas or something that I never would have thought of that just sparks something. And I'm like, I can turn this into an episode or I can expand on this. So I get a lot of my inspiration from email articles, from things I see on the internet, from people I'm just having a random conversation with. And I'm like, that would be a great podcast episode. And I think you and I have had those conversations before too. Like, oh, we got to remember this for a future podcast episode. 
yeah, I think it's a good formula. I think it's a great formula. Now, the last question I have, and it's not really a question, but let's talk a little bit about book club because it's been 12 months, which means 12 books. And I just am curious, what are your thoughts on book club? Are you enjoying it? Do you find it a hassle? Do you like the books we're choosing? I like the books we're choosing. I do enjoy it. Sometimes I find it a hassle. (laughs) How does that sound? It sounds honest. Yeah. It sounds what about you? I am really enjoying it because I love to read or to listen to books, but I kind of got away from that just because life got busy. And in my spare time, when I had downtime, I'd rather just veg out in front of the TV. But I have really enjoyed committing to at least one book a month and following through on it, finishing it, thinking about it, and then being able to share it. So I think the book club has been a huge win yes. for me personally. And I hope the readers, readers, I hope, well, they are readers, but I hope the listeners are enjoying it also and feeling inspired by the, the books that we're choosing. I hope so too, because we have had some good books. Okay. And that brings me to my next and final question. Again, 12 books, 12 months. I'm not going to make you remember all of them. Yeah, there's no way I can remember all of them. Do you have a top five? that you remember and can recall reading that you really enjoyed or a top three? We did Whereabouts, which I have told you is my one of my favorites of the year. Although several people have said, I don't really get it, <laughs> but why I like it so much. But I still think that that one is just up there. Yes. Tom Lake, Tom Lake, absolutely top of my list. I loved Tom Lake. Both of those are my my top five because I did put five on the top and then okay. the one we like the least. That'll be your next question. So think about it. But for me, the top five books that we've read would be Homecoming. I love that author. Mystery that went between like two storylines. Tom Lake, like you mentioned, I just thought that was a great book about family and the relationship between a mom and her kids and the fact that these kids are figuring out, oh, she had a life before us. The third one is First Ladies, completely transformative. I love the way they wrote. I love the way they interacted. I learned a lot. I feel like I'm a more accomplished reader, a better person after reading that book. I just like the fun feel of the last thing he said, where he disappears and she has to raise his daughter. And number five would be whereabouts. And those are in, yeah, those are in no particular order. Those are just my five favorites. Yep. And I agree with you. And if I had to pick a very top favorite, it probably would be Homecoming. I just really like that, that book. I wanted more. And then where there's great books and not that our number 12 was a bad book. It just was our least favorite of the 12. Do you have one? Um, what is yours? Because I'm trying to, I'm fighting for the title in my mind. I don't Trust. have the list. Yes. 100%. My least. That's what I was thinking of. Pulitzer Prize winning book. Yeah. Well written. Lots of description. Just a little confusing for me. Yep. And it was rarely, is there a book that I have to go back and look for notes to try to make sense of the book that I'm reading. 
I don't do that very often. And this one just kind of blew my mind that way. It's like, I don't get it. What is so great about this book? And I had to do a lot of research for the book. So, And that was so smart of you. I didn't even consider doing research. I just struggled through it. And I kind of put it together, the pattern of it by the end of it. But it was hard to listen to and make sense of for me. I mean, I get what the story was about. I now see how it all comes together. But as I was reading it, I did struggle a little. Not my favorite. Yeah. And without a doubt, that's the least favorite. Yeah. And I do want to remind listeners that book club is continuing. And this month, we're going to be reading Eligible by Curtis Sittenfield. And it is a modern day Pride and Prejudice. So very excited about that book. I've already started it. Yeah, it'll be good. I'm going to try and read Pride and Prejudice too. Good idea. I think that's a really good idea. It'll be a fun book to read. It definitely will. Although I was listening to it in the car (laughs) on the way to Phoenix and Rob woke up from his nap and he's like, what are you listening to? And why do I have to hear it? I'm like, well, you were sleeping and I'll turn it off because you'll just annoy me now. So yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Why don't we move on to closing and maybe either one quick social dilemma or a joy edition card, your choice. Okay. Sounds good. I had a social dilemma yesterday and I forgot what it is. Darn it. I should write these things down. It'll come back to you, but I do have a good social dilemma coming up if you choose that. So here we go. All right. Okay. We've now come to another ending of an orange juice optional episode And the best part of that is the episode is ending. The podcast isn't. We're going to be around for another year. I've already reminded the listeners of the book we're reading this month. So, Suzanne, what's your choice? Do you want the social dilemma or do you want the joy card? Oh, social dilemma. Okay. So here's the social dilemma. Okay. You book a cruise with five of your closest friends. So there's six of you going. And four uh-huh. of you have visas and can get off the boat. <laughs> and two of you don't have visas and will have to stay on the boat. Right. What do you do? Is it one uh, for all? If one person can't get off, everybody stays on the boat? Or do you get well, off the boat? What do you do? That's a really good question. And I struggled with that because, of course, it was Jeff and I that did not have our visas, even though I think we may have been the first ones to apply for the visas. And I said I was not going to go on the cruise because I was going to be crappy the whole trip. If I would never ask you guys to stay on the ship, but I would be cranky when you got off the ship and I had to stay on the ship, especially since it's for such a large part of the cruise. Exactly. And I know our friend JC was like, one for all, all for one. If they can't get off, we're all staying on, which... I think that would have been the only way to do it. That would have been the only way that felt right. Right. Although I'll probably never be to South America again. We hadn't booked any excursions, so I wouldn't have to worry about missing out. But, you know, you kind of do want to get off the boat and walk around. So, Oh, absolutely. I think I would have stood with the group in solidarity and just waited till that visa came through and stayed with you on the boat. Well, that's a good friend. But I would have felt really bad about it because it's like you should sacrifice your trip because the Brazilian government didn't get our visas done. 
Right. But you shouldn't be in this position when, you know, the trip was booked 15 months ago, a requirement gets put on a month ago, and they don't have the infrastructure to support that. Exactly. So it would have been a total dilemma. And I'm so happy that that requirement has been lifted or extended into the future, and that we'll all be able to get off the boat. Yes, we will. So with all that, I do have something to sip on. And it's simple. Author is unknown. But here we go. I didn't come this far to only come this far. And Oh, I like it. Yeah, author is unknown. But I think it's a great way to sum up where we are on this podcast. We're going to continue. We're going to be back. And thank you all for listening. We're so incredibly grateful for you. And with all that shared, cheers until next week. Cheers. Cheers.